And so today we are ending our series and we're talking about our DNA as Rockside Church. That's you. You're a part of that, right? And so we're asking ourselves, who are we? And today we're going to focus on the last part of that, which are our core values. Core values are important. Some of you may have not even really noticed, but over here on this banner, so some of you over here that don't ever come to this side, there's a banner over on this side of the church, and it lists out our core values, the things that matter to us as Rockside Church. In your bulletin, if you got one of those, they're online and we also print them. In your bulletin as well, it's listed. The core values are listed there. You can actually tear it off because it's perforated and you can put it in your Bible. That's pretty cool. Did you guys know that? That it was perforated? <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about today, our core values and why they are important. All right, we're going to examine them. We're going to talk about them from our perspective here at Rockside. It's extremely important to the life and the vitality of our church for us to understand who we are, right, and where we're going. That is vitally important. We have a mission to fulfill that was given to us by God, all right? So let's just set the record straight. This mission that we've been given has not been given to us by another pastor or by myself. It comes from the Great Commission, which is to go and make disciples. That's why we're here. That's why we gather. We gather so we can grow and we can go out and make an impact on this world today. Amen. Turn with me to Luke chapter 12, and we're going to look at a couple scriptures. Jesus teaches so many times in parables. He tells stories. If you're following the chosen, it's just beautiful to see how he shares and talks to people. It's so simple that they can understand it. And that's why I love the teachings of Jesus because they, you can visualize them. You can see what he was meaning. So Luke chapter 12, verse 31 it says this, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Okay, we'll just do altar call right there, right? <laughs> that, like just that sentence, seek the kingdom of God above all else. So clear, right? There's, no, there's nothing that's confusing about that. And he will give you everything you need. So there's a first part to that. We've got to do our part, which is seeking first the kingdom. And then there's like a comment and it says, and then, right, you will be given everything you need. And he will give you everything you need. So we have a part to play in that. Verse 32 says this, so don't be afraid, little flock, <laughs> for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Think about that for a minute. The great shepherd is talking to us, the sheep. And he's saying, I am giving you the kingdom. I'm giving you access to all the things that I have. But so often we don't think we're worthy. So often we don't even come to him and ask him for things because we don't think that we're valuable enough. Anybody? Has anybody ever felt like that besides me? Okay, just me. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. There were other hands. I'm just feeling feisty today, so you'll have to pardon your pastor this morning because just feeling grateful and thankful and so loving what God is doing. And, and, I'm, and it's shaken us, and it's good. And I'm thankful for that and humbled by that. 
And because of that, I know God's calling us into some new things, church. Amen? Amen. Okay. So don't be afraid, little flock. I think of that like he's just like, okay, don't be afraid, little sheep, you know, because we're, you know, the Bible talks about us as sheep and we're not super smart and we don't, we like do our own thing. And, you know, I love, I love how Jesus talks about that. And so when, when I see him saying that, I envision him like with, with a, with a sheep and just being, okay, that are little lamb, right? You failed again, or you didn't do what you said. It's okay. You know, um, so don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives the Father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Some of you need that release to know that God is for you. He's not against you. Your mistakes can be forgiven and forgotten. You don't have to bring them into your future. It gives him great happiness to give you the kingdom. That's how much he loves you and adores you. Verse 33 says this, sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven. And the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it and no moth can destroy it. And then verse 34, which you're probably really familiar with, is wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. So if you want to find out where your heart is, right, it's and what you put your emphasis on, where you spend your time, where you spend your money, where do you give your gifts to, right? That's how we know. And so our core values show us where we spend our time and where our priorities are. That is the heart of our church, is our core values. Jesus is letting us know that it is important that whatever you treasure, there will your heart be. If you treasure, you know, and again, not picking on things, but if you treasure sporting events and it takes you out of church, that's questionable, right? If you, there's lots of opportunities like that, right? These days, so many things are taking families away from church, taking families away from coming together, right? They're not bad things, they're good things. But whatever you prioritize, that becomes your treasure. God wants us to treasure eternal things, things that matter, things that can't be broken and stolen, eternal things, amen? Decisions both large and small reveal people's values and what they treasure most. Whether an individual puts their investments Where an individual puts their investments, it also serves as an indicator of what that person really desires. Whether physical wealth, a role or position, a sport or a hobby, there are many things that can be the treasure. When giving the Sermon on the Mount, as recounted in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus spends time addressing what people should value, right? Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, Say it with me. There, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Here Jesus reminded those listening and the believers today that the things treasured in the heart are where individuals expend their energy. They invest their resources and ultimately reap the rewards. 
That's why it's important that we focus on eternal things, not things of this world that are gonna fall away and don't matter much. We have a vision here at Rockside of what type of church we will be, both now and in the future. We talked about that. We have core values that shape who we are and everything we do as a church. Those values are not negotiable. When I came in as lead pastor here, I didn't show up and go, oh, those are great values. We're going to change them all. Not smart to do that. The values are what has created the DNA of this church and has given us the tracks that we run upon. The values remain constant. There's a purpose for them. Understanding these helps us maintain focus and a direction in everything that we do. If you ever wonder why we make certain decisions or why we do certain things at Rockside, look to our mission, our vision, and our core values because that literally drives everything that we do. That's the purpose of them. So let's talk about the importance of core values. All right, going back to Luke 12, verse 34, right? Wherever your treasure is, there your desires of your heart will be. It's important as a church, and we're gonna talk about our core values. We want our treasure to be representing those things. You know, for some of you, you're new. You're new here to Rockside. You've been checking out different churches. And as you have done that, you have realized that churches are not the same. Every church is different. And every pastor that's pastoring a church has an assignment with that church. So it's going to look different. We need that to be that way because there's different needs in different communities. We need different expressions of God's grace to those people. And so your job is to figure out if you're newer and you're looking for a church is to figure out which one you fit best with. How do, I, how do your vision, how, what is your mission, your core values, does it line up with the church you're checking out, Right? You want to make sure all those things come together. Different churches reach different people. What shapes us into who we are is our core values. And I believe that we should be constantly communicating those values to people who are newer, who are coming, so they, they can get to know the DNA of who we are. Amen? Amen? Core values shape the entire church. They determine the direction of our ministries and they dictate every decision that we make and every dollar that we spend. It's based upon our core values. Core values inspire people to action. Core values contribute to the ministry's success. No church or ministry can succeed without clearly defined, biblically inspired core values. They are important, all right? Got it? So... The second thing is this, how are core values defined? Great question. Thanks for asking. Core values are the core convictions of the church. A conviction is a firmly held belief that produces action within us. It calls us to something, all right? Core values are those things that we're most passionate about or we want to be or we're working on being passionate about that. Amen. Core values touch the heart and elicit strong emotions. They stir feelings that can move people to biblical Christ-honoring ministry, and that is our desire here. Core values are biblical and should never contradict the Bible, of course, right? Values drive the decisions made, the money spent, the risks taken, the problems that are solved, Goals that are set and priorities determined. Core values are important. 
Do you have values in your home? Do you have values as a person, as a family? I'm sure you do. There are things that are core to you that you just, no matter what, this is what I believe, this is how I operate, right? Well, we have that as a church as well. We've walked through the importance of core values and what defines a core value, but let's look at our eight core values here at Rockside. And they're on your bulletin as well as they'll be on the screen, we'll walk through them. But there's eight of them here that drive us. Everything that we do comes from these core values. The first one being prayer. <laughs> now, I will tell you, a lot of times people say that that's obvious. Oh, you don't need to put that as a core value. Of course, churches pray. Of course, teams pray. Well, we didn't want to just make that something that was assumed. We wanted that to be our core value so that we made sure we made opportunities for that to be happening all the time. So our core, ver core value of prayer is not just something on a banner, it's not just something that we say, but we live that out as men and women. We have multiple times to gather and pray corporately together as a church. We have special nights of prayer and worship. Different times throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the quarter to gather and pray. Because guess what? That is where ministry comes out of is through prayer. The fruit of everything we do here will come out of the prayer for those things. And so we believe in that and we gather and we pray and we've watched God do amazing miracles through the years, literally incredible things. And yesterday, as we had 11 people gather here yesterday on a Saturday for prayer, you guys, that's incredible. I know the Bible says it only takes two or three to gather, but as we're growing as a church and the heart for prayer is growing, more people are coming to pray together because they realize our desperate need for God and that we need prayer because we need him to move in our lives, right? Prayer is this, simple communication with God. It's the lifeline that keeps us going. Talking with God is the most important conversation you can have. Without prayer, we're just another organization. No thanks. So that's an important core value of ours. Matthew 21, 13 says this. He said to them, the scriptures declare my temple or my house will be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. We want Rockside to continue to be a house of prayer. We're gonna be launching after Easter another two nights during the month where we're gonna have the sanctuary open for prayer because why? We believe in prayer and that we need to be praying, praying for one another, anointing one another, coming together to push back the enemy because guess what? Lots of stuff's going on in the world and we need people, men and women who are called to be praying, right? So we believe prayer, huge here. And again, like I said, there's opportunities to get, in get involved. So check out our website and you can find ways to get involved in prayer here at Rockside. The next one is worship. Contemporary and passionate worship creates an environment that welcomes God and helps us connect with him. In this type of atmosphere, individual needs are met and people are refreshed. We absolutely believe that there's power in worship. Chains can be broken, lives can be healed, just because of worship, lifting up the name of Jesus. 
breaks addictions, anxiety. People can get healed just by being in worship in their own selves. Amen? Acts 16, 25 and 26 says this, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They were worshiping in jail. No, that's crazy, right? Awesome. Singing hymns to God and other prisoners were listening. Verse 26 says, suddenly there was a massive earthquake. All right. And then the rest of that. And the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open. And what does it say? The chains fell off. Guess what? When we worship and pray, chains can fall off. We believe that absolutely in your life and other people's lives. So worship is an important core value for us. Again, multiple opportunities to get involved in that. We have midweek once a week. We have worship and prayer nights multiple times throughout, throughout the year. Of course, we have worship on Sundays. Multiple points for you to get involved and be a part of worship but it's an important core value of ours. The next one is this, biblical worldview. In the foundation of this church, this church was planted huh, with a passion to help spread the good news of Christ around the world through giving finances, through sending missionaries and people, by praying and going as well as called missionaries and people of God. We're a missional church. We believe in supporting missionaries who are going, who have that call of God to go, whether in the United States or whether globally, to bring the good news of Jesus to those that don't know that. We support over 50 here at Rockside Church. When you give to our missions pledge, it goes to those 50 across the globe. It's an incredible thing. We don't say that out of pride. We say that because that's part of our DNA here. And we believe that men and women, so right now, think about this. We're here gathered at church, right? But right now, across the globe and around the world, men and women who we support, who are part of ours, our church partnership, we support in finances and prayer, they are literally ministering to people across the globe. People are coming to know Jesus. People are getting healed right now because of our partnerships and missions. Amen. Isn't that phenomenal? Amen. Our prayers, when missionaries go through stuff, they let us know, and guess what? We show up in prayer to support them because that's what God has called us to do, not just bring finances, but to bring prayer. We believe in that. It's part of our core values and not only giving finances, but sending, right? Some of you in here, you might be called to missions. You might be called to ministry. We believe in sending people who are called and praying and of course going on trips, whether it's you know US missions trips or global trips. Is anybody else, everybody okay? I mean, I'm feeling it. Some of you are, are not feeling it. I can see it in your today. Yeah, somebody, some of you need to wake up. This is exciting stuff because this is the church that you come to. This is the family that you're belonging to. This is the DNA. It's a beautiful thing, amen? We're not perfect in it, right? Our goal is to strive for these things by God's grace, right? And we wanna make sure that everything we do moving forward stays within these core values. The next one is this, empowering people for ministry. We believe that every follow of Christ is most fulfilled when serving. Amen. So that way you're just not taking stuff in, but you're giving stuff out. 
We strive to equip, support, release, and empower every person to serve God. That is part of what we're called to do. And so if you're here and you're not yet in a group of some sort connected to some sort of serving option, the goal is for us to have everybody serving in some capacity. One rotation of something on some team, because it's important, you get to meet new people, you get to learn new things, you get to grow, and guess what? You get to be a blessing to somebody else that you may didn't know before, because you know what? You weren't on that team. So we believe in empowering people for ministry. Not because, granted, there are things to get done, right? We get it, right? During the week and on Sundays, there's a lot of things that it takes to do to run a church, to run ministry, to care for all the things. So there are things to do, but we care more about the person than actually what you do. But we do have to work. We have to get things done, right? That is important. So Ephesians 4 says this, 11 through 13. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. God has given all of us gifts, different things to help serve the body of Christ. So because of that, that means what? You're valuable. That means you're important. That means you don't just show up every week and sit in the seat. No, that means you're an important part of the family and you are needed, right? We all have body, right? We have hands, feet, toes. Maybe some, some you know, different people might have some things going on. But for most of us, we have body parts, right? We got body parts. We need them all. If I didn't have toes right now, it'd be really hard to stand up. Every piece, every part matters. And you as the body of Christ are each a member of that body. Therefore, it is important that you are connected to the body and serving. Amen. All right, so moving on. Are you guys doing all right? Okay, we're almost done. We're almost done. The next core value is this. And this one is one of the reasons that drew me here to this church. Uh, Care for leadership. As a pastor and a minister, I've been on lots of teams. I've been at massive churches of 5,000 and 2,500 and been at grandiose things. Um, And I've never seen this core value anywhere. It might exist somewhere in another church, maybe. I just have never seen it. The core value is care for leadership. Now, that doesn't mean we do it perfectly. Let me just get you, let me just let you know. But the heart of it is to care for leadership, those that are on our board and those that are on our staff, those that are serving in our teams, to care for them. This, now watch this. You're, you're gonna see how amazing. I mean, I just this blows me away. The person of the leader is more important than the work he or she does. Come on, somebody. And again, this came from the foundation. So this came from Pastor Donna Barrett who founded this church. And that's, this is incredible, incredible foundation piece. Genuine ministry is simply an overflow from the life of a leader that is well cared for and connected to Christ. I'm gonna say that again. All right. 
Genuine ministry is simply an overflow from a li- the life of a leader that is well cared for and connected to Christ. That means there's been many times where we have simplified the worship team. We did that for one quarter even a little bit just to give people a break. We've at different times, we couldn't go stream online because we just didn't have the volunteers or whatever. And so we, okay, we're gonna have to pull back there. We've made adjustments at different times because why? We care more about the people or the person than what they're doing. Those things are important, of course, right? We're thankful, but it, it's not in comparison to the person. Amen? Amen? And that is what drew me here to this church to see that the board cared for the pastor, to see that the pastor cares for the staff. And again, this doesn't mean we're perfect at it, all right? I definitely am not a perfect leader in it. My heart, though, is to care for leaders well, to shepherd this church well. That is our heart. Philippians 2, verses 3 through 5 says this. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ had. Be humble. Don't look to our own interests, right? Putting others before ourselves. I so appreciate that core value, and we continue to want to live that out. So in our pastoral team, they have teams of teams. And so even for them, my encouragement is to them, take care of your teams. Those that are helping you do things in your youth ministry, your kids ministry, in worship or outreach, like take care of the people, right? That is important above what they do. Amen? Amen. I believe that's the heart of God, heart of Jesus. And the last one is this, our last core value. Missionaries, Oh, it's not the last core value. I'm sorry. <laughs> on, my, on my sheet right here, it's the last one on this page. The next core value is this, missionaries to the city. Uh-huh. Uh, we care deeply about the people in our local community. We strive to connect, serve, and build bridges of relationship, bridges upon which the good news of Christ can be carried. We do this in many ways, and there's ways you can be involved. Multiple things throughout the year. We serve in the city. We set up different booths. We get to know the community. We have different events. I serve as the police chaplain. The mayor has a great relationship with our church. I get plenty, many opportunities to pray at different um, council meetings and different events. Um, The city knows we're with them that we're behind them, that we're praying for them. And that's a beautiful thing. And so we, that's one of our core values is that we're making sure that we're not just you know, doing ministry here, we're not just doing ministry globally, but we're taking care of our city and those relationships, amen. The next one is this, simplicity, moving along. This is a great one too. Less is more when done well and with purpose. So you'll notice here at Rockside Church, we don't have everything that you might think of. You might come from another church and you're like, oh, wow, they don't have uh, Royal Rangers for boys. They don't have that ministry for for boys. Yeah, you're going to find that here at Rockside, we don't have all of the ministries maybe that you might be used to. Well, again, comes from our assignment, what God has called us to, our core values, and things that we realize are important. 
And some of that we've had to change and adjust based on need. Things change, culture changes, and so sometimes we have to adjust our programs to meet the need, right? But even with that, we try to follow simplicity. We streamline church activities. So listen to this. So believers have more time to foster relationships with family, Christ, and the people who need to see God's love lived out before them. I don't know about you, but when I was in my 20s-ish and stuff, I was in a church environment where we were at the church eight days a week. It was crazy. Did you get that? Not many of you. Eight days a week, which is only seven. We, we literally were there all the time. And so we rarely had time for family. We rarely had time to be like out with our neighbors or just, you know, in general being in the community because we were always inside the walls of the church. And so here, our goal is to streamline things. So yes, we wanna have effective ministry that helps you and the community and all the things, but we don't wanna have it to where seven days a week you're here all the time. We want you to have time so that you can spend time with your family and be out with your neighbors, right? So simplicity is important and it helps guide us in what we decide that we're gonna do. Matthew 6.33 says this, and you know this, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So keeping it simple, seeking first his kingdom, right? Letting it all, all the rest of it go. And the last core value, this is the last one, <laughs> is grace. Church doesn't have to be a place where pretending and hiding occur. We offer a place where every person can find love, acceptance, and unmerited favor. That is it. We want to make sure that whoever walks through our doors can not only find the grace of God, right? God's love and forgiveness, absolutely. But we want to be able to offer that as well as a congregation, that we have our arms open to whoever walks in and says, I want to know Jesus. Doesn't matter what they look like, what they come with, right? We want to offer that grace. We want to be a person. We want to be a place where everybody can find love, acceptance, unmerited favor. Amen? And again, you guys are a part of this. You're a part of helping us live out these core values. How you live, how you love, how you lead, who you talk with when you sit with them, who you call during the week, who you meet up with, all those things matter. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says this, and God will, will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Plenty, abundance. God wants to pour into your life abundance so that out of your life can flow that onto others, amen? And all of us, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've been given grace. You've been given mercy. And so therefore, we need to be pouring that on others. Amen. And so whoever's coming up to play the piano as we close and just respond to the Lord, I want to ask a question of you guys, of each of you. Because church, it's really important that again, when we talk about our mission and we talk about our vision and we talk about these core values, that these aren't just things that you see, but these are things that you as an individual participant, a member participant of this church, you ask the Lord to help you become so that our DNA grows, right? 
so that it's not just a few of us that are living this out, but all of us are called to live this out for the glory of Jesus, amen? So that souls can be lost, so that people that know Jesus can be discipled, so that those that are discipled can become disciple makers, amen? And so those disciple makers can go out and deploy the love of Jesus to the world. This is what we're called to. This is why it's important for us to be reminded as a church of our mission and our values and our vision because sometimes we can forget who we are and our DNA of what God has called us to. And we carry his DNA. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the one who died on the cross for my sin and our sin, we carry his DNA. How beautiful is that? We're made in his image, male and female. Every variation of person in here, we reflect the image of Christ. How beautiful is that? And we're a part of it. So here's my question. Let's stand to our feet as we just get ready to respond to the Lord today. And this is the question I want you to think about. Will you embrace the core values that God has given us as a church and join us in this work of living them out, of being the church? So just close your eyes across this place right now and just ask yourself that question. Are you ready to commit as a person to helping us live out these core values? not only here in this body of Christ, but out in the community and who God has called us to be. Because it's important that we come back to this and that we as a church individually and corporately recommit to the mission of going and making disciples, that we recommit to the vision of what God has called us to be as a church and that we would live out these core values, not in perfection, because God knows our heart, so it's all about direction but coming together and living this out. We can accomplish great things together, but it's gonna take every member, every piece of the body doing its job, doing its work. So you're needed today. Sense that, feel that. You are needed here in this body of Christ. Your gifts, the talents that you have, the love for Jesus that you have, your heart for prayer, your heart for worship, your heart for evangelism, whatever it is, you are needed here in this body of Christ. 